All right, team, episode six. My last one, episode five, was pretty short. So for this one, because I just looked at two articles, I'm going to try and cover two articles. Um, They're both going to be relatively short, and I know I'm really early on in this process, and but the articles seem pretty easy and accessible to digest. Um, today, I'm going to be looking at the competing with diabetes and winning article, and the pregnancy-related article, or training, training whilst pregnant. Something that I'd really like to reach out to people about first is that I've got about 10 people that are consistently listening to the uh, podcast. Either you've listened to all of them or you've listened to um, – there's more than, more than 10 people and people are just listening to one or two each. Regardless of where you sit, if you're consistently listening, so say there's five people who are listening to every episode – I'd love to get some feedback from you, especially if you're currently studying for level three. And if you're sitting there waiting for me to get to the 89th article on the list, hoping that I'll talk about it so that it'll help you understand it, I'd much rather you let me jump straight there to give you a hand. Um, That sort of interaction makes my process much more enjoyable. Uh, this, This is, I guess, systematically working through the stuff, but if you've got something that you want me to look at, I'd happily jump straight to the thing that you're currently looking at and get a bit of toing and froing, perhaps get your comments. And I think the easiest way for you to do that um, from my perspective is just through social media on at Coaching Evolves. If you're following me or in any of the channels that I'm involved with, CrossFit Sisyphus or Brett4D, just send us a message so that I know what, what you're up to, what you're listening to and what you're reading and studying and I can help with. All right, first things first, this Competing with Diabetes and Winning by Steve Rodriguez. It sort of highlighted to me, I'm not sure why the date set here says February 8th, 2017, if that's what it comes up as from the journal, but it discusses Steve Rodriguez's um, CrossFit Fort Vancouver membership journey, I guess. He's about a year and a bit in at this point. I did a little bit of further research and found that he's still doing CrossFit. Uh, he's competed every year at the game at the in the open best finish of like top two thousand five hundred in the world so and 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 with improvement every year so dude's crushing it he's a type one diabetic, but I think my confusion around the february eighth two thousand and seventeenth um, date was that this is all based around two thousand and eleven and he's chasing down the sectionals anyway the the article articulates how he's getting good results, how he is surprised at what he can do based on, I guess, previous suggestions to him of the effects of his type 1 diabetes on exercise. He finds that with his current diet, and he's following a zone diet um, at the prescription or at the suggestion of his local affiliate, um, that zone diet in conjunction with exercising has meant that he's consuming less insulin which is great, um, and also that he's having a good time doing workouts where previously he thought he might have struggled with the longer, longer workouts. Steve basically talks about his blog. He wants to run a blog. The uh, I didn't look up the blog because for the most part, I'm looking at how does this information map across to you as someone studying the level three, and what can we take out of it that as a as a 
more qualified trainer you have an awareness of. And when I, when I read it, and I'll be honest, that article didn't jump out at me as being particularly eye-opening. If I'm going to take a, a learning outcome from it, it is to say that if you weren't already aware that the effect of diet and exercise on diabetes, in this instance type 1 diabetes, is profound and perhaps uh, unexpected if we purely look at what the existing literature is. Now, from his personal experience... He probably was, it, it sounds like he was eating more junk and now that he's cleaned up his diet, he has less of a reliance on insulin, which is fantastic. He also makes a really um, pertinent statement that, you know, his, his response and, and it, the reality is that anytime we have some data, we're, we're really limited by the people that the data came from. So his response is a singular data point it's it's only his and it, it involves his exact physiology in combination with his diagnosis of type 1 diabetes so how much insulin he needs and how much um, capacity and the effect of certain workouts on him doesn't necessarily map across to everybody else but if we're saying you know how does this look at in a level 3 test question you know can someone with type 1 diabetes do crossfit the answer is yes. And why do we know that answer is yes? Because anybody can do CrossFit. It's infinitely scalable. Uh, in this instance, Steve doesn't have to scale anything, which is pretty cool. He's, he's taking note of what he eats when he eats it and taking note of what workouts he does and what the effect that has on his blood sugar. Because as a type 1 diabetic, he'd be regularly, regularly monitoring his blood sugar, um, given that if we aren't aware of it, that my understanding of type 1 diabetes is that they're born with a... Uh, inability to create their own insulin. So their pancreas doesn't create insulin. So they have to extraneously inject insulin in response to blood sugar getting higher than what is safe. And horrible, horrible disease, just purely um, from the inconvenience, I guess, of having to always have your insulin on, on hand and always be monitoring your blood sugar to ensure it doesn't go too high up. What was cool is he talks about the idea that Eating a more paleo style of diet and in zone proportions keeps his blood sugar fairly level, so he's not taking a lot of insulin. Uh, and as mentioned a couple of times, he's still able to work out. What's the takeaway? Can, can uh, athletes with disease uh, do CrossFit? Yes. Are there going to be some special considerations? Absolutely. Um, but just keeping in mind that there is no one rule fits all when working with these sorts of athletes. All right, that's pretty much it. I'm more than happy to, to field questions, I guess, but this isn't really an interactive format like that. So after I'd read it, I was like, that's not going to take me very long. So let's check out the next one. And the next one, you know, I always have to be careful, but it's called CrossFit Training During Pregnancy and Motherhood. And I, said, I guess it sort of falls under the same umbrella, not to say that being pregnant or being a mother is a disease, it's a good way to get yourself uh, cancelled these days. But, I, but an athlete with any uh, hurdle to doing the program as it's written, whether that's being unfit, whether that's carrying a disease, whether that's being sad, you know, having mental health problems, whether that's being uh, um, type 1 diabetic or pregnant, all these things talk to our abilities as coaches to adjust the program to meet people where they're at 
on the day. Now, this whole article is on pregnancy, and it's, and it's really interesting. Um, it talks about pregnancy and motherhood and CrossFit training during those times as a new scientific frontier. What I read from that and, and what um, Dr. Cooker Perkins and Hannah DeWalt have done a great job of is just comparing the existing research back in 2017, the existing research and recommendations to what people in CrossFit gyms see pregnant people doing all the time. I, I thought this is an opportunity for me to sort of explore and share my personal guidelines to coaches um, with respect to coaching pregnant athletes. I always use this same, same hierarchy of concern. And I like to think, number one, the person who has the, the penultimate say on what they do or do not do when it comes to a pregnant athlete is the pregnant athlete. Now, that's just because I like to treat people who are adults like adults. At the same time, I'm also mindful that CrossFitters uh, as a population can be a bit excitable and maybe try and do things that they shouldn't. So it's always my goal to be as informed as possible about things that maybe my athlete doesn't know about so I can inform them. But again, still the, the ultimate decision rests on their shoulders because you could go and do that stuff um, on your own anyway. So, if, for example, we've got an athlete at the moment who's in her first trimester. She's doing most things, and I always talk to her and say, "Look, remember, remember that there are dramas associated with some ladies as they lay down. So, consider what we do with sit-ups, um, obviously spinal compression, and regular ab exercises." have a, uh, a direct effect on the ab muscles, which are in the process of making space for your baby to grow. That's why often ab exercises are avoided. We have to be mindful that your heart rate doesn't go up. You have a ginormous um, metabolic load in as much as this new task that you're undertaking, growing, a, growing another human, has physiological expenses associated with it. So we want to make sure that that is able to be maintained as a priority if you start getting all panicked because you're trying to win a workout then we have a greater risk keep the temperature as uh, as low as is plausible you know we don't want to overheat um, and that's pretty much it ask the athlete what exercises they're happy to do the second person that i always consider to be an authority is their doctor and that's usually my reference point if the athlete's like i don't know i'll just try it like, have you chatted to your doctor about this? You know, at this stage of your pregnancy, are there things that they want you to do? Are there things that they want you to avoid? Are you comfortable doing, um, you know, impact activities, for example? Everybody's different. And, you know, recently we had Cara Saunders and um, even more recent, recently uh, Annie Thora's daughter coming back from pregnancies to compete and do really, really well. So they fly in the face of some of this very conservative conventional wisdom which is not to say that that conventional wisdom should be completely ignored it just has to be tempered with um, as many factors as possible your athlete's pre-existing level of fitness 100% contributes to what they can or cannot do if you've got an athlete that's just watched Annie um, do really well podium at the games that doesn't mean that just because they got pregnant they should train as hard as Annie if you were already training that hard, then 
you could probably ratchet it back a few steps and still be well within your tolerance. But the flip side of that is I'm always reluctant and, and uh, discourage increasing exercise intensity for somebody who's found out they're pregnant. Maybe you're asking yourself, why would someone want to go harder once they get pregnant? Well, in my experience, people might feel as though this pregnancy um, is going to lead them to putting on weight and they'll want to offset that weight gain with extra activity. I'll always discourage that. Um, Maybe people want to quickly get a level of capacity that they know that they're going to lose. Um, I'll discourage that as well. I think the main thing that I'll encourage my pregnant athletes to do is to try to retain a uh, habit. So if you currently train four times a week, my goal would be that you continue to train four times a week, even though uh, you're going to have the onset of morning sickness, there's going to be a lot of exercises that we slowly remove from your program, your intensity is going to come down, it's going to feel as though it's almost a waste of your time, but the worst thing that can we, we can do, in my opinion, is to stop training altogether and then lose the training habit and then have to start it up again with the challenges of a, of a new baby to, um, to balance out as well. That was essentially just a rant from me on pregnancy. I would definitely uh, recommend reading this article whilst the diabetes video um, that I started the podcast with is pretty take it or leave it if you didn't watch that one i'm pretty sure you'd be in the same position come testing or not testing but this one's interesting and i like the idea of um being open to new ideas research doesn't always tell us everything in fact research quite often follows practice so if pregnant ladies are doing a certain amount of activity especially crossfit ladies then research will eventually follow along with that and most likely then if the research comes out then the stances on what women can do is going to change from um, the proof uh, that that what women just did with uh, with our elite crossfitters and with crossfit mums in general well got this one up to 15 minutes covered off on two articles I'm sure that the reading is going to get a little heavier at some point. Uh, I'll, I'll say this as well. I was tempted to sort of research above and beyond, but I think it's problematic if you're going to um, do more research on top of the level three stuff in case you find conflicting ideas and that makes it harder to answer the questions from the perspective that um, the reading material steers you to. And I guess what a, what a long way of saying there that if you find something that's interesting but not in line with what CrossFit thinks and you sit the test, you get the answer wrong and not pass your qualification. That doesn't mean I don't think you should research and learn beyond these, but at the moment, whilst you're thinking about doing a level three, dive into this study material, make sure you understand it all and uh, sit the test and then continue to educate yourself above and beyond it. Thanks for listening, team. And as I said at the start, if you're working through an article and it's giving you some grief, please message me on uh, on social media or email me direct, brett4d at gmail.com, and uh, I'll happily jump to whatever you're currently studying. Cheers. Bye.